Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... I think the biggest thing that I've learned is things take time. I was hoping it would be a lot more of a smooth sailing journey, but you just have to be persistent. You have to be a bit gritty and you have to just keep going. If you really believe in your idea, I think that's all you need. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thank you for listening to episode 395 of Impact Boom. My name's Sarah and I'm passionate about visioning, empowering and contributing to initiatives and enterprises causing positive transformation locally and globally. Today, we are speaking with Claire Lane. Claire Lane is the founder and CEO of not-for-profit Save Our Supplies, otherwise known as SOS, which she founded in 2012 in Brisbane. Claire is also a proud mother of her two eco-warrior children. Claire has worked as a registered nurse for 15 years and throughout that time saw a huge problem in medical waste. This led her to take on the challenge of addressing the enormous waste in the healthcare system in Brisbane. SOS now provides collection bins in 13 major Brisbane hospitals to collect reusable medical supplies that would otherwise be added to landfill. SOS then repackages the supplies and working with other charities such as Rotary, redistributes them to hospitals and organisations in developing countries. This not only eliminates waste, but also reduces greenhouse gas emissions and hospital waste removal fees. On today's podcast, we will discuss how and why Claire and her team collect and redistribute clean medical supplies globally, what the redistribution of medical equipment means for their stakeholders. Claire, thank you so much for joining us today. Could you please share a little bit about your background and what led to your work in the social impact space? Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me on today. As you said, it was my career as a nurse and just day in, day out, I saw perfectly usable medical items get thrown in the bin a lot of the times for really simple reasons, like there might have been a nick in the outside package. And although everything inside is still clean and perfectly usable, it doesn't reach our standards. So it all went into the bin. Another one was a fly in the operating theatre. So if there's ever a fly or a bug in an operating theatre, everything is considered unsterile immediately. Another time was a patient that was cancelled. And because we'd already opened up all the supplies for this patient, We couldn't use it again for the next one. It was in this day, actually, of the three times that everything was thrown away that I started asking a lot of questions as far as what we do with it. Is there anywhere we can send it? I basically got told, no, stop asking questions. We throw it in the bin. It's the way that it's always been done. And this didn't quite sit very nicely with me and my values and everything. When I went home that day, 
I rung around a bunch of charities to try to see if there was anybody actually actively collecting these supplies. And I soon found out that nowhere was doing it. We did find the Rotary. So the Rotary has a donations in kind division and they send supplies overseas. The main difference is they weren't actively collecting them from the hospitals, but they were willing to redistribute our supplies. We grew from there and then just worked up through the years, used my hospital as a case study to get a good proof of concept. Once I had a good proof of concept going on with the one hospital, we went through and found other hospitals as well. And then as we're growing, we don't actually have to find the hospitals as much anymore. People are starting to come to us, which is amazing. Awesome. So as the founder and CEO of Save Our Supplies, can you please share a bit more about the enterprise, its purpose and the impact that it's generating? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose my goal is I want our collection bins in every hospital in Australia I want it part of every workplace policy that no clean and usable items get thrown into landfill and I want it part of government policy as well. As far as the impact goes, we go to where it's needed at the time. For example, during the 2020 bushfires, everything got redirected to the Animal Rescue Collective to help the injured wildlife. When Russia invaded Ukraine, we redirected all our supplies to them as well. With Tonga during their earthquakes, everything got sent there too. So we do try to keep up to where the need is. We stopped a whole maternity clinic in PNG. So they had built the building, had the walls and the roof, but nothing inside the clinic. So we were actually able to stock an entire clinic, which was amazing. There was also another project from Brisbane that sent over a shipping container. So they sent over a pre-built clinic and we stopped that shipping container clinic to be able to get sent overseas as well. That's amazing. Um, Thank you. And then a bit closer to home would be the landfill and the CO2 emissions because otherwise everything ends up in landfill. We had one year that we got 18 tonnes of hand sanitizer that would have ended up in landfill but instead got to go to Fiji during their COVID crisis. Wow. Did I miss anything? (laughs) I'm sure there's many other amazing things, but they're phenomenal examples. Thank you. As a female medical professional and entrepreneur, what are some of the challenges and opportunities that you've faced in your career so far? Yeah, I think as a female in the entrepreneurial space is a little bit hard to be taken seriously. I was really fortunate that my father is a retired venture capitalist and he was an entrepreneur and started his own business and everything. I've had a really great mentor the whole time. I don't think I would have been able to do it without my dad. So his input and his knowledge was amazing for me. It's starting to shift now, I'd like to think. And a lot of female-led businesses and female founders are actually getting the light shined on them, which is amazing. I think slowly we're changing. It's just a little bit hard in the beginning. And then for myself personally, I'm really dyslexic. So I find it really hard to write like grant writing and government letters and things like that because they have to be written in a very specific way. And I'm not academically minded as far as writing. I can talk until the cows come home, but the writing is a really big issue, stepping stone for me. Yeah. Good old chat GPT. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Claire. 
As a participant in Elevate Plus, can you share more about how this program has benefited you as a founder and a business owner? Yeah, absolutely. I found it really inspiring, actually. So every week we hear from different social impact leaders. I like to learn from what they are doing. I learn a lot from people's mistakes. So I like it when they're real and they've shown the journey, not as sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes it's difficult, but it's worth it. And seeing where they are now has been amazing. The other people in the group as well have been lovely. The networking that I've had at the moment is awesome. One of the girls is actually doing a brand marketing thing for me. So before one of our courses last week, I met her a couple of hours early and she's forming my brand, which is awesome. Another person there is getting me a web developer. So the networking I've got from that has been amazing, as well as the mentor that was provided to me as well through Impact Boom. He has been amazing as well. He's also interested in ongoing mentorship. So not just when the course ends, he said anything that I need or just to bounce ideas back and forward to let him know. And so that's been really great. And the teachers are lovely also, and I enjoy them. (laughs) Awesome. Great. Thanks for sharing. So what are some key learnings from your journey that you can share with change makers looking to grow their impact? That's a good question. Look, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is things take time. I was hoping it would be a lot more of a smooth sailing journey, but you just have to be persistent. You have to be a bit gritty and you have to just keep going. If you really believe in your idea, I think that's all you need. You need your passion and you need your belief behind the idea and everything comes after that as well. If you don't have the passion or the belief, I think it would be really hard to excel to the next level. I think I was a bit naive going into it. So naivety was a good thing. (laughs) What are some inspiring projects or initiatives that you've come across recently that are creating positive social change? One of my main ones would be an organisation called Sunny Street. So they provide free healthcare for the homeless and vulnerable communities. So the founder of that organisation, Sonia Martin, I've learnt a lot from her. I've met her personally and we've sat down and we've had chats about the challenges and the wins and everything like that. And just watching her journey go through has been really inspiring for me as well because I can replicate almost what she's doing as well and learn from what she's doing. Another big one would be the world's biggest garage sale, which is now Seconomy. So Yazzie G, I can't pronounce her last name. I met her back at the very beginning of my social enterprise journey back in 2019 And she has been a really great mentor as well. Watching what she's done and what she's accomplished has made me feel good as well because I've seen this lady flourish and I've seen what she can do. And just watching her and learning from her has been really valuable as well. Those are probably the two main ladies that I look up to. I want to follow the female founders and everything. I'm sure men do a lot of great work, but I do love watching what the women are doing and the impact that they're making on the world. Yeah, terrific. Thanks for sharing that. And Claire, to finish off, I'm very curious, what are some books or resources that you would recommend to our listeners? Oh, God, I don't read. (laughs) Any Uh, um, podcasts or courses? I would recommend the Impact Boom Elevate Plus course. It has been fantastic. I don't know. 
I'd say Captain Planet, that every person should watch Captain Planet in their life. <laughs> the power is yours. That's right. <laughs> Take pollution down to zero. There's a lot to be said for how that rippled through the children born in the 80s that I'm deeply appreciative of. Absolutely. I'm not sure why it's not on anymore. I've got it for my kids. I make them watch it. But another thing was probably getting invited to the ACE network. And then from that, they provided a lot of workshops and webinars and things like that. So I just went to as many workshops as I possibly could, listen to as many people as I possibly could. I get a lot more out of actual interaction rather than reading a book or things like that, because it does take me a long time to read a book podcasts I have been getting into a little bit lately and I can see the value in them but I just am lazy and haven't listened to them before. (laughs) Absolutely fine totally great and really appreciate you sharing the different ways that you learn and gather knowledge that's terrific because everyone's different so thank you that's awesome thanks for sharing that. Claire, thank you very much for your generous insights, time and the contributions that you're making and continuing to make. Oh, well, thank you for having me and giving me an opportunity to tell my story to more people. The more knowledge we can get out there, I think the bigger impact we're going to make. Absolutely. Thanks, Claire. You're right. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.